Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Game Dev Unchained podcast. This is Larry Charles, one half, that is one out of two of the Game Dev Unchained podcast team. Uh, you know, it's a it's a tandem race like bobsled, right? And I guess the other person helping me steer the ship down the ice, Mr. Brandon Pham. Yes, completing the duel. This is Brandon Pham. And to my, oh, it's just Larry again. This is a dual podcast episode. And we are long overdue about this one. We were talking about relationships, about dating, dating. and game development. Dating and game development. It's impossible. Yes. So (laughs) one of us have done a lot more dating than the other, but I can talk about at least the marriage part. And I think this is a very interesting one because uh, I think our industry or even out of all the creative industry, it's probably the most, one of the most difficult to maintain a relationship. Uh, It's a crunch culture type of industry. And I think if you don't have an understanding uh, partner, that it can make or break a relationship. Um, So why don't we just start from the beginning? (laughs) All right. So our, our, our team here. Yeah. Let's let's just assume that you are someone who is working in the industry currently single and thinking about dating or exploring those avenues, right? There's some considerations that you need to make. And uh we kind of talked about this before with the whole like you can mm-hmm. pick two, have a social life, play games or make games. Mm-hmm. It's real serious, man. It's it's hard to really find a lot of time to open up your schedule to like inviting somebody in to the game industry to be your date or to be your significant other, especially if they're not familiar with what you do or the amount of time it usually requires or the amount of commitment that it takes to be in a, like a project deadline based work cycle. Uh, So I'll speak from personal experience. I'm not just going to generally say everyone will have these difficulties, but that's one of the things that I found is usually the hardest for me is one. If, there's not usually a lot of girls that I've worked with. So, you know, your options to date close or in industry is usually limited. And so like, let's say you go to a bar and you meet somebody and they're like, Oh, I work at a bank. I have nine to five. And you're like, Oh, awesome. I have nine until my work is done. You yeah. know? <laughs> but for sure, not leaving before six or seven. You know? Right. right. Yeah. And my observation of you are a long time listener is that if you are I hope I'm not offending anyone, but if you're a female in the game industry, especially at a game company, you don't need help. <laughs> you don't need help. I, I think you just uh, you're just naturally swarmed. Before you leave the company, you're probably going to be married with someone <laughs> from that company. It's just the way it works. Oh, yeah. All that attention, I feel, just eliminates uh, yeah. a lot of the dating scene for females. Uh, uh, wanted right not not completely (laughs) forced into a relationship or anything i think there's just a lot of choices and a lot of good good guys that works in the industry at a certain company and uh, it's just 
Um, yeah, it's. I think on average, the and without you know, again, it's 2018, so you have to be very careful about how you navigate things that you say, especially when they get publicly broadcast. So what I'll say is, I find on average, from my observance of how things work, females will have way more opportunities to date than males. Just you know, based on the amount of males that work at a company versus females. Mm-hmm. And then let's just assume that you're, you would consider yourself a very attractive female. I mean, come on. Yeah. So without, you know, getting into territory that I think will ruin my career and saying something that I can get in trouble for, ideally where I'm trying to go is just based on the average, all of the, most of the females that I've worked with have either been married or in a relationship. Uh, especially during the time that I knew them. And just because there was like significantly higher amount of men, more often than not, I would see that they were either single or taken or, you know, like there was more diversity in the relationship statuses for the men that I worked with and less so for the females. Mm -hmm. So just based on that, I'm willing to say my personal experience, I find that females in the game industry find their suitors a lot faster, more frequently than males do and it just ends up becoming a numbers thing at at that point right like Mm -hmm. 50 guys in the office three women choices Mm -hmm. i'm assuming someone is going to say hey janet would you like to get a sandwich with me and Mm -hmm. you know boom two weeks later did you hear that craig and janet are dating now you know like that's it's a it's one of those things that i felt like other industries would say office romance is taboo but pretty much every company i've been at like the females are linked with someone in the office most of the time. (laughs) Yeah. I'll say either in industry or in office. I usually one or the other, and I definitely support in industry, to be honest. Of course. I think that would be the easiest opportunity to be a great game developer and have a partner who understands your lifestyle, who understands your time commitment and also probably has those same time commitments. And so it may be difficult in when you can see each other, if you guys aren't on the same project or at the same company. Um, But the ease of like having somebody who just knows what it's like and can give you advice from direct experience, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, Mm Yeah, that's that's huge. So I, I'm a big fan of like, hey, if you're in the game industry, date someone in the game industry. Mm-hmm. Date date whoever you love, obviously, but I would right. I would recommend dating someone in the game industry. Yeah, I mean if we go all the way back to yeah. our college days, like that was kind of like the primer example mm-hmm. of what the industry was like. You know, the students were kind of dating within the discipline, basically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all the game art students were dating the game art students right i i actually met my wife uh in college and she was the graphic design student so those were i snatched her up the first quarter (laughs) (laughs) so i was in a year right i don't know if i talked about this honestly i don't think i have maybe i have maybe episode 10 or something but i was uh four quarters in or three quarters in uh which is like every three months is a quarter and I was working in the school library, which I definitely recommend if you're in college right now, work within your college. It's the easiest and most convenient type of job for you. You to get some benefits too. Benefits and it's just, the focus is there. You don't have to leave. You don't have to worry about it. And totally understanding when you need to do your homework or projects. Anyway, she walked in the library and then 
you know, one thing led to another. But basically, you know, I asked her out since then, and we're now, now we're married, right? So I, 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 I completely did not date while I was in the industry, obviously. You know, I was already linked before. Um, but I see, I see this type of thing. You know, maintaining a relationship is part of this discussion as well, right? I mean, that, that is... That's... It's up and down for all the reasons why we we started the podcast in the first place. You know, our 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 jobs are never secure. Um, just me being able to move around within California has been a blessing, which is a very weird thing, right? I've been up and down, up and down, northern Southern California. Never have to really leave, thankfully. But you know, I'm I'm my family and I are are home is in Orange County, right? So just being away from Orange County is never really feeling very uh, situated or building my foundation. It's, it's very difficult when you always have to go back up to Northern California for jobs, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in the span of what, the last 10 years, 11 years or something, that has been the case. And it can wear down a relationship if, you're, uh, if your relationship hasn't been tested so even if you are married and stuff, you throw this unsteadiness to your uh, financial situation. Because um, like I've mentioned many, many times before, outside of you, you're relocating. You're just expecting everybody else to make new friends, make a new home, uh, get used to the surrounding. And it gets tougher and tougher when the kids are growing up, right? And so... Um, and this is only 10 years, right? And we're, we're, most people try to get jobs after college to try to maintain that for the next 30, 40 years until retirement, right? Within 10 years, I've been seeing this on a personal level, just moving around for jobs, how difficult it has been for my family if it isn't the same place that you're going to, right? Yeah. And of course, this is not the case for all developers, uh, there is always exception to the rule, right? If you are fortunate enough to find a company that you could stay at for five, ten years, that is amazing, right? Because that's really rare, in my opinion. Um, even more, more, more rare nowadays, right? Um, so many things happen during those times when you're in development uh, that things change. Yeah, I think 2007 was the like end of the five year plus yeah. dream. <laughs> yeah. And like your, your, your goals and everything changed too. So it's not just uh, the company that you work for, but focusing on relationship itself, it's, um, you know, they're definitely, I would say your first year to five, six years, you're like more pressured to do crunch. You're proving yourself. You're trying to move up the ladder. Um, you know, you're constantly in competition, right? Not just for getting the job in the first place, but you're competing friendly competition within the workplace for that one role to for the upgrade or turning contract to full time. So all that time is dedicated to work and it is in a way, of course, bettering yourself. But, um, you know, I still reminisce to my college days of like being away from uh, work in home to work on my own personal art, right? Because in an artist, there's always new techniques. There's always uh, new things that you want to try, and you don't want to necessarily try those new things while at work. 
And I do, I am coming from the old school of thought of like, when you come to work, you're there to perform, right? Not there to kind of practice your craft. Practice your craft should be before. Uh, and then you come to work, it's just performing your expertise. So to do that, you have to have dedicated time at home to do, uh, to just work on ZBrush or anything that you are lacking in your skill set um, so that you come to work all prepared and super awesome and, you know, vibe for that job but it's so difficult um you add the wife part of it or a girlfriend in my in my personal experience the wife right you know it's um it is very understandably expected that you clock in clock out so that you have family time because if you really think about it you wake up you go to work around 9 or 10 you come home at 6 p.m that's a lot of time already taken away from family time and let's say you go home and you eat dinner that's another hour or two and then 10 p.m you should be clocking you know you should be going to sleep to get that nice six seven hours of sleep right to function as a human being but most of the time that's not the case because uh at least my 20s i remember i was staying up super late not just for browsing but to better myself and it gets tougher and tougher when you start adding family members like kids another kid in my personal uh, opinion because um you know that you're you're that 6 p.m to 12 a.m gets eaten up because you try and to be a good husband, good wife, a good um, father, or, or vice versa, you're trying to be a good wife to a good mother or whatever, which is even tougher, uh, I would imagine. Um, you have to so, sneak that one in there for your wife. Exactly. <laughs> so, like you said before, pick two, right? If you have three things you want to concentrate on. So, what can you really do? You can focus all your energy at work and still perform well right still mm-hmm. exceed and yeah you you might have to uh spend your time at work researching and getting better there right which most of the time you would have to as a family man and then when you come home you, you try to do your best to maintain a family being a father and husband um i really do feel the eight hour thing is too much Right. And uh, <laughs> and that's the regular work day. Right. And in our creative industry, I think people expect 10 hours or 12 hours and it gets worse. I really do think it gets worse. The higher, the higher you climb uh, up the ladder. Right. Uh, the more and more you get paid as a salary man, it might be a 10K, 20K increase, but they expect <laughs> twice as much work you know, in performance or whatever, especially if you got the upgrade at the same workplace, right? If you leave and you get that raise from, from another place, you know, might, there might be some leeway, but if you get that 20 K or even 10 K raise or whatever at the same place, they expect twice as amount of it's unrealistic, right? But it's also uh, expected weirdly. Right. Um, it's tough. So as a family guy who's who's been married since day one being in industry, my my ups and downs has been trying to maintain that balance, right? Um, making sure that my work doesn't eat up in into my family time and my family time doesn't eat up into my work. Um, 
which is very difficult because for the reasons I laid out, but also, um, you know, I was reading something with, with Jeff Bezos. You guys might, might've heard of him as the Amazon guy. So his, his, he's a super billionaire, right? Not to say he, that doesn't like, um, exclude anything that he mentioned, which was, uh, you know, the work-life balance is a term that he hates saying, right? He's more about synergy, work-life synergy, because I do agree uh, what you do at work and what you do at uh, with your home life um, should work in harmony, right? Instead of a separation, because realistically, that's what happens, right? If you get in an argument with your wife about something or your girlfriend with something, it's going to affect your work, right? And God knows if you listen to this podcast, if something happens at work, it's going to affect your home life. How There's so many jobs <laughs> that I've left because, you know, things that happen at work, people at work that piss me off, you know, I would go home and just tell my wife about it. It's like, this is why I got to leave. This is why I got to think about leaving. And it's very hard to separate the two. And I, I, I do feel it's a bit detrimental to think that way, too. Um, and it took me a while to figure this out because yeah, being, being a negative person at work serves no purpose. It really doesn't help. Like it, it feels good to vent, but it is like a, uh, I would say a virus to be honest, because it kind of feed itself. Mm-hmm. Cause you, you know, you just get more and more angry because the problem doesn't get more and more solved. Right. It usually yeah. it gets worse because, um, the whole political side of things. And so that, that affects my relationship, of course. Right. Because how do you approach your wife? It's like, well, you know, I'm thinking of leaving again, but poor, poor wife, like she's sitting at home, she hears all these problems, but it's like, you know, might be situated with, we're finally at a place. We're finally assimilated to this new lifestyle, right. That you're forcing us to get used to. And, Thankfully, you know, you know, I'm the breadwinner. Um, there's not that weird duality where if I switch career, she has to switch career if we're to move, right? And that that probably, maybe you can talk more about this where, you know, so do you leave with me or what's going on? And how, how does this work out? Do you have to look for a place too? Because that's two jobs you have to look for. Yeah. That's, so. uh, I think that's, that's, so I, unfor- well, I'll say, fortunately, I haven't had a relationship that is carried over from one job to the other while I was in the game industry, because I actually only dated one person that I can recall. And mm-hmm. it's sad that I didn't say it like this, but it, I'm just being honest. I dated one person I can recall that we were both employees of the same company mm-hmm. as and both developers mm-hmm. uh, we dated each other. And um, she actually ended up leaving the company before I did. And we had, I think, broken up. Mm-hmm before she had a big move right but one thing i can say is like it was you guys have that talk though did you guys break up before she decided to leave or she left after the breakup it was it was was, was just uh i I guess the best way to describe it is (laughs) it's gonna get personal so we like officially had like kind of maybe the relationship isn't going what is going to happen for us but we were still very attracted to each other and we still spent time together romantically uh to break it down all right uh yeah <laughs> movie dates and stuff <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but we both paid half. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all that I was going to say is I know people, though, who it's a very serious discussion for them because they both work together at the same company. Uh, I also know another couple who are married and who have worked at the same company, like when one leaves and the other has to go like package deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that that dynamic alone is just very interesting because what if one person is fed up, mm-hmm. like F this place, I'm out, mm-hmm. you know, then the other person, do they have to go? Do they stay? What kind of, what kind of pillow talk do those people have? I, I always wonder, but so far I've, I've seen them always work together since I've known them. Yeah, so yeah. I think that that's an important part of the relationship. But what I'd like to offer is like, that's kind of scary to me. Like, I don't know if that works for me. Right. Like I, I don't have a girlfriend who that girl that I dated, we didn't live together. We were just boyfriend mm-hmm. and girlfriend. Right. I, I don't know what it would be like for me to like go to work and be with my significant other, go to lunch with my significant other, then go home with my significant other and have no opportunity to have Larry time. You know? I'm a big believer that separation makes the heart fonder. Distance makes the heart fonder. Is that the, the saying? Yeah. What the saying Distance is? Distance makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. yeah. Um, with that being said, I know couples that work together, live together, obviously, married, yeah. happily married. Everything's yeah. cool. Um, I, I think it's just too much, man. <laughs> this is just like... I don't think it works for me. Man. Even if it's my best friend, right? Obviously, uh, we're buds. We like hanging out. I don't think I would be able to live with you as well. <laughs> so Larry and I obviously worked together before. Yeah. To go home... Maybe guys are cool enough where, you know, you have your own room. I have my own room. We don't need to hang out, you know, yeah. because you, you worked with, uh, actually, you lived with V before, which I is lived with V before. But you never, never worked, worked with them. With, yeah, yeah. See, so we never, I guess I've never experienced that. Um, but you did, you did say a good point. I, I can say, no, this doesn't really help the dating part of the conversation, but we're floating along right now. Right, right. I personally wouldn't have a problem if like my roommate and I worked at the same company because I have had that. Um, my buddy Billy and I worked together at Sledgehammer All right. and then we come home and we're roommates, mm-hmm. right? The thing is like Billy had the shit that he was into. I had the shit that I was into. I would go to the gym. I would do my thing. Yeah, Billy would yeah. do his team. And sometimes there would be like, hey, we play Pathfinders together. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. we were just talking about work or like that actually was really cool to have yeah, 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 someone yeah. outside of work to just still like kind of chop it up with. And then be like, all right, man, I'm going to go and do. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think guys are able yeah, to yeah. like be able to separate, but yeah. to go with your wife. There is no, all right, I'm going to no, go. There's no, all right. You can't just go like, where? all right, babe, peace out. And uh, just leave. Uh, that's usually like a problem. <laughs> Obviously. Where are you going? Yeah, exactly. Who's going to be going? there? Well, I've seen you all day at work. I'm just going to hang out with my friends. It's like, oh, okay. I'm not your friend? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, like you said, I've seen that happen. Obviously, um, it can work yeah. uh, on a personal level. That space, I think it's necessary because, yeah, I mean, even as a couple, right, you can have similar things, but to be completely the same, like I haven't really met a couple and this is me generalizing. All right. If you guys are are, are this couple, right, it's all love from us. I just yeah. can't think of friends that are so similar as a couple where they do everything together and are 100 percent cool. I think that's too much. 
Like you need some kind of difference in individuality, right? To make it interesting. Otherwise, you know, you're just looking yourself in the mirror the whole time. It's like, what's that's my opinion. Sure. Yeah. I will say that like I and so now I'm going to counter that by saying I've actually seen a lot of couples that I observe as not necessarily the same person or the same interest, but the same emotional needs. Yeah, where they're both very clingy, very attached and very like, oh, anything for my hubby, anything for my wife. And like all of their day is involved in making sure that the other person is emotionally supported yeah. because there's there's somehow there's synergy between both of them being like that. And yeah. they work very well. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I've seen it that. looks annoying from the outside. It well, looks like, guy, oh, my God. I work in the library, right? In college, right? And yeah. uh, we get all like types of couples in there and there was this one time where uh, we have these computers set up in the back you know you do your uh you either do your homework or you look for books right and i was walking around putting away the books i looked to the right and it was this girl she was on the computer typing away and at her feet was her boyfriend hugging her leg like a cat and she's like stroking his head while she's like (laughs) watching on so many levels on so many levels i was like bro <laughs> but but i i i recognize that this must be love you know this is like two couples who are really into it. they got this thing going which is great public in the public and every in public size you know they are perfectly secure and uh, i'm happy for them but you know well, that's a tough one for me man yeah that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, like PDA in general makes mm. some people uncomfortable sometimes, mm. right? But oh, um, we should definitely dig into that. Uh, <laughs> we should definitely dig into PDA. All right. No, no. I mean, please finish your statement. Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, what I'm saying is like I that that was awesome. It's like that's awesome because I'm laughing. Mm. That was a highlight of my day. I can't wait to tell this guy. I can't wait to tell Larry. I can't. Wait to tell me. <laughs> but like, uh, I mean, that was that was a uh, the opinion of i would say um i well of course i i haven't seen that type of t- mm. that level of love within the game industry which is another topic we should talk about pda right mm. in the workplace you know you don't see too much of that i would say mm. most of the time uh very professional right mm. there were couples that were dating that i didn't even know until after the fact like one yeah. of them leaves or something so yeah. um I don't know if it's in our handbook that says that, you know, uh, keep office relationship on the down low. Maybe it's understood mm-hmm. um, from the HR standpoint of like everybody, you know, don't just be making out in meetings or stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I know mean, what's your experience with the PDA stuff? All right. So I don't even know if this counts as PDA. Well, I, I maybe kind of. I will say though, like it was an office relationship that went bad that shouldn't have mm. because the young lady and myself, like we, we liked each other, you know, it shouldn't have bothered anybody that we were dating, but apparently it did. Mm. And, uh, all kinds of people got in our business and messed up like something that was great for me at the time. So I, I'm still a little pissed off about it, <laughs> but I, I mean, not really like in the grand scheme, like I have good memories and all. I just think it was silly. But basically, there was a, a young lady who I was I took interest in, and you know we kind of are talking a little bit. I think she was like the receptionist or secretary position, mm-hmm. and I was a QA, like super low, right, right, right. low on the totem pole, working way up. Yeah, and I'm this this woman was beautiful, and mm-hmm. like 
she is like, of course, people are probably interested, but you know, not everyone has the confidence to just, hey, uh, you want to go get a sandwich? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it's you'd be surprised how many people ruin their own chances by not even trying to take one. Right. But they hold that against you, like with this hostility of like, oh, I can't believe she's talking to Larry. He's just QA, and it's like he went and talked to her you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. He, he introduced himself and he said hello right, and like give me some some bait here like what what was the sabotage like they straight up said man so she ended up breaking up with me and citing so this isn't like excuses of like oh larry it's this it's that it's this it's that just so that she doesn't have to say i don't like you yeah because i could then trace the things that she was saying to how people were like react not the same at work yeah. Once she and I started dating, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically she almost kind of felt pressured in a sense that because of how some of the relationships were changing for her, that because we had just kind of been starting, it was probably going to be easier for her to just like mm-hmm. not have us be a thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that, that's how it went down. But like when you go to work and you're like, okay, so she said this and she said that. And then you see a like person people, who like yeah. used to be real cool is like kind of distant and you see another person who like you know what i mean they're all threatened you take note and it's like man you're (laughs) you should be inspired by this story you know what i mean you shouldn't be hating this this should have showed you that like you too could be happy if you just tried to be happy you know i mean this is our theory that like every one female there's like 10 suitors (laughs) for that same I, mean, yeah. I hate to be one sided, but we, we are both males, so this is the male perspective, right? I can't yeah, help yeah. with what the females feel like in the game industry, but I can, yeah. from what I see, females get a lot of attention, and nothing, mm-hmm. nothing, I would say that that is overtly offensive, mm-hmm. right? It was mm-hmm. just like friendly conversation. It's a, it's, it's, it's yeah. a choice, right? Yeah. So, um, I hate to. I can see that happening, though. I can definitely see mm-hmm. that happening. If it's someone that feels threatened, they would definitely try to sabotage it. Which is, <laughs> What's which best? I would, I would say that it would be different if you were yeah. probably like a senior level or mid level mm-hmm. or something, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, and I'm, I think I'm someone because, to hold on to at that point, right? Right, <laughs> and maybe as a secretary, she she too is new that she doesn't know what what's mm. what's her move like what what could be safe yeah, it's, it's dangerous yeah hey let's have a quick word from our sponsor all right guys i just want to give a huge thank you and shout out to everybody over at quicksilver mega scans thank you so much for sponsoring our podcast for the past 12 episodes we have been developing art together and talking about how great the product is but more importantly the whole reason why we brought them on to do sponsorship with us is because we believe in it. And they hooked us up with a discount code, which is probably not going to work for much longer now that the sponsorship is kind of run its course. So Brandon, tell them about that 30% off that one last time we can hit it home and tell these people how good it is and why they need to take action and go check it out right now. Mega scans. If you don't know by now is a really good program for you guys. If you are low on resources or if you need great looking art right now, right? Mm-hmm. It is a photogrammetry resource library for textures and assets. Mm-hmm. And Beautiful textures. It comes with apps for easily integrating it within your workflow. Like 
UE4 or Unity, right? So it also has Quixel Mixer, which allows you to create custom assets and textures uh, to mix things together and create awesome custom results, right? So if you want to use this code, enter GDU on checkout at megascans.se, right? You get the first three months, 30% off. Uh, and uh, I think it helps everybody. So give it a try, right? It's not a trial. You actually, it, it's a full subscription for three months. Uh, and uh, check it out, guys. What more yeah. can I say? It was great while well, we had it. Now it's your last chance to get it yourself. If you want to support us, go to our patreon.com forward slash game dev unchained. Make sure to check our website out, www.gamedevunchained.com, to sign up to our mailing list. We are sending out awesome tidbits, awesome gatherings outside of the podcast episodes. We usually send this out to our past guests because we gather a lot of connections and resources for them. And now it's available to you guys. We won't spam you every week, but we will spam you once a month. Right. So if you want this awesome, awesome, awesome type of resource uh, all in one nicely written email, uh, make sure you sign up on our website. And while you're on the website, go ahead and look for the link for getting to our Discord channel because we're on Discord. You can see all the Game Dev Unchained fans and people who support us there. We're always talking every week, people throwing in their personal projects, talking about what's going on in the industry or even just reflecting on the latest episode. The conversation continues every week, every day in Discord. So you definitely want to check us out there as well. If you want extra content, make sure you follow us on our social channels like our Facebook, our Twitter, our YouTube. We are streaming live episodes every Tuesday, right? Yeah. Sort of live. Uh, <laughs> so there's video components to every episode that you listen to, right? Actual facial reactions. Every Tuesday we stream it uh, at 1030 a.m. Pacific time. And on Fridays, we stream live our GDE recap episode, which is exclusive to just videos itself on Friday, 1030 PST. Right. So check those out. All right. Well, without further ado, I got something free for you guys. This awesome podcast coming up next. There was no rule of like no dating. There was another couple. There's never were, any rule. Yeah, so they sat right next any, to each other, exactly. holding hands, sharing yeah. food, like all kinds of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, every like, company I've had, there's never been any HR meeting saying that you can't date anyone within the workplace, right? The only yeah. times I've ever heard that is maybe at some tech companies. I know Facebook for a fact mm-hmm. that you can't date anyone within your same team. But you can mm-hmm. date someone at Facebook, right? So if you're working within like one creative team that is like doing a particular ad push or whatever sure. you can't work within that same team um for very obvious reasons i would assume like just it it, it kind of just yeah. you have favoritism or you have mm-hmm. like uh favoritism is a big one like oh i agree with her yeah, yeah. distraction yeah. obviously yeah and it just sounds like they've, they've had problems before and that rule was just mentally yeah. made <laughs> just for that well uh, there's also like what if that person's getting reprimanded by their boss and it totally is a professional like look get your shit together mm-hmm. you're, you're slacking you're not doing well yeah but you're twitter paid and you're like oh, everything she does is excellent you know what <laughs> <I mean? laughs> yeah. uh, or vice versa maybe the female sticks up for the male 
So yeah, you know, and I don't want to just keep saying like males dating females, females dating males. Uh, very open and respectful to trans partners or even just uh, bisexual, mm-hmm. uh, whatever orientation we have in the game industry. We're all inclusive, especially on this podcast. So just out of habit, I'll say like a man dating a woman or a woman dating a man. But obviously, there's also women, women, men, men. Mm-hmm swingers furries anime whatever your interest or orientation is or how you get down uh we're you're all part of this conversation here so don't think that like just because i'm always saying like the guy dates the woman that's just the example that comes to mind immediately because that's obviously you know me yeah we're, so, we're too yeah I, I we're speaking from our there, perspective and personal up. experience yeah I, but like i think relationship in in in, in general are, are pretty much the same right so like this the struggle is real right we're we're married to our work first in most of the case because this yeah. is a volatile industry and we don't know where it goes if we don't pay attention that's when we're 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 in trouble right and that's when our relationship in general suffer um so, like, the dating scene itself, of course, Larry, you have way more experience than I do within the game industry. But uh, the ups and downs way are the same. Experience. Way yeah, more experience. You have to say it like that. <laughs> well, I've been, been so married the whole time. <laughs> so, the, the, the ups and downs are still the same, right? The, way, the same way we change jobs. The only difference that I see is that, yeah, like, if... if if I was not the only breadwinner, if, uh, you know, my wife was working at the same time, that would be very complicated because my my job um, search and possibilities is way more limited, limited because yeah. then I can't look outside and what's best. I would literally have to stay within one area um, because she can't switch jobs as easily as, as easily as I can and relocate. Right. Then I have to. Uh, would definitely have to compromise. Basically, I can't work where I want to work, and most likely, I would have to take smaller jobs that I'm not exactly proud about, yeah. and it's just a paycheck, right? And uh, that compromise is very difficult, right? Then you definitely have to value your family over work overall, and when you do pick smaller projects, the risk of it being successful even even smaller. Right. So the 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 reoccurring problem is that you're constantly switching jobs um, just from small project to small project. Right. And we're talking about a year, right? A year. Mm-hmm. If you're lucky, if it is a year project, but most likely it's six to eight months. If it's like a small mobile project, right? If we're talking about small independent project. Independent projects are even worse because they're like looking for investor money or you're pitching. I can't even imagine how difficult that would have been and how scarring that would be on the relationship if you're thinking more short term like that. Um, in my time, at least as a family man, I'm always now I'm looking for the compromise is like, yes, I can't keep going for like the big triple A jobs that I like. Um, even my tastes have changed. Right. Like, you know, those jobs are sexy always. But, you know, that comes with politics. It comes with crunching. It comes with all sorts of stuff that is outside of just making fun games right Mm -hmm. but the luring uh finishing the product that everybody has heard of is always attractive it's just all the other stuff that that's just been so such a heavy load 
in recent years where I don't even want to touch it anymore. It's like, ugh, it's not about the game anymore. It's just about dealing with people. Um, but those are the projects that are three years to five years, right? So it's I'm 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 personally navigating through this industry, um, looking for a job that is long and stable, right? And at the same time, interesting enough where I don't hate myself, right? Yep. And um, we're still in the early years of that, where we're. I feel like we're in a transitional period of finding this triple A is you're not Fortnite, which is only the last like three, four months. Right. Um, there is no stability. Like there's a very limited triple A projects now that can say that, you know, they're secure. Um, and we're talking about companies that are not relying on hits to, to make their next paycheck. Right. Uh, like let's say Naughty Dog, right? If some reason for some reason Last of Us Two, are they on two, right? Yeah. Does not do well. That company is in trouble, right? They're they're how do they say it? They're reassessing their company <laughs> resources. How do they put it? Um, sure. Yeah, there will be yeah, layoffs. Yeah. There will be something going on where they're that team would not be intact, right? Obviously, they're like something went wrong. It's a crisis. And we're talking about a company that's been making hits the last 10, 20 years, right? That's ridiculous. I could, if anything, it's probably because I can't imagine saying like, hey, we spent five years making this game and it's a dud. Mm -hmm. Then they have to invest another five years into another project. That's 10 years. Yeah, it's it's a hard sell to go to, to Mama Sony or Papa Sony to say, hey, the last five years sucked, but hey... We have 20 years of good hits. Can you give us another five years? And maybe that will work for one more. Mm-hmm. But again, if they just, if it, but the, you know, it's going to be under the, the watchful eye of Sauron, right? That mm-hmm. second project, you know, they're, they're not going to be as lenient. Um, and every company is under that type of pressure unless they're not relying on games as being hits, right? Blizzard has yeah. that blood money stream going through games of service, games of service, uh, like steam. Mm. Um, but that's it, man. How many more games are there? Unless you're Fortnite or a mobile game that has everyday value, right. Coming in. Um, but I, as a, as a guy in a relationship, it's not just my decision. I'm thinking about all the other things. It's not just about looking at, uh, what I want from a project. It's like what this project can do for my family. Right. Or in a relationship, like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure once you're in a long-term relationship, right. You're a lot more limited on where you need to go. If you want to go anywhere, right. You're more local. So you're already in that trap (laughs) where you can't really move too far. Right. Um, If you don't mind, can you talk more about that stuff on the dating scene? I mean, it's basically you're married and you can't move anywhere. Yeah. So you, you hit a nail on the head that I do want to underline is like, if, even if you're not the, even if you are the breadwinner still and your wife has a significant job, right. But if her career is limited, then your career is limited. You know what I mean? Because there's nothing worse than being like, Hey, I got this awesome job in the Carolinas. And she's like, well, great. But like, there's no industry for what I do down there. So you, you can almost say goodbye to that opportunity. Pretty much. Um, that's crazy when, especially as you guys all know, we don't have that many jobs in the first place to mm -hmm. even consider. And that limited job is very highly competitive 
like a lot of people are looking at that same exact role. So, yeah. So I guess the next part about the dating in the game industry that I personally want to at least look at is I'll say this dating in general is going to take work. It's going to take time. It's going to take sacrifice. It's very difficult if things don't match up properly, but you gotta, this is one of the things that I've struggled with in my life is like finding peace is what is what I call it. Cause your work is going to be hard. You're going to come home and you're going to need to like unload or unwind. You're going to have a lot of stress. You'll be wound up. There'll be issues that you've had to deal with. The last thing that you want in your life is to come home to somebody who's like adding to those issues. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't even need somebody to be like, Hey, what's wrong? What's this? What's that? Yeah. yeah. But like, at least have someone who can recognize yeah your beat <laughs> you know what i mean and don't don't make it 10 times worse right right and that's why i kind of want to hark back to what you know this yeah. is something that you know the amazon guy was talking about mm-hmm. you know mr bezos <laughs> the richest man in the world he doesn't really highlight exactly steps one two three right you kind of have to spell it out yourself which is um something we can consider right now like the harmony part, right? Your work and life harmony. How exactly can, if you had an ideal company, what would that be, Larry? If to make your home life go into your work life, is that just involving your wife more within the workplace, or is that, is that the ideal company for me? For for just just saying like, hey, you know, we're a company, we're a new company, we're trying to figure this out. We don't, we want, we know what you do at home affects your work, and what you do at work affects your home. We want a hundred percent healthy employee what can we do so you know what i used to laugh at the idea of the golden shackles but i hate to say it and this is game dev unchained but like i'm gonna say this if it came down to me working for an employer the employer that did more things to help at least with the outside of work life conveniences as part of my inside of work package that is starting to mean something to me like i'm 34 years old now Mm -hmm. um when I look at it like, hey, they have babysitting on site. You know what I mean? That at least alleviates some of my concerns in trying to find and pay for this high-priced babysitter. Hey, you know what? If this place is good enough, babe, look, we can put our child here. I will be very close to the child. I can go get them at any time. I'm working late as it is, right? So imagine how shitty it would be on the person who then has to drive across town, apologize to the latchkey people that they're an hour late and those people couldn't get to their lives, say they won't do it again, pick up their child, and now their wife is yelling at them because the child is late. Like those types of things that I would normally be like, oh, they just want to keep you there. Like eh, they want you to be able to work and and stay there, yes, and they get a lot of extra time out of you. But I'm not going to shake my head at those additional things that could be offered, right? Like, hey, we have a movie theater on site. We have uh, subsidized food. We have all these things. It's golden shackles because you'd have to be silly if you did want to work for somebody to look at an employment situation like that and call it like they own every part of my life. Like, no, nah, they're giving you conveniences because yeah. if you, you don't have to do that stuff. But the fact that it's right there and it's available for you, I think those are cool things. So. I hate to say it, but that would be a situation where I would be like, you know what? EA, you guys got campus. You guys got a gym. I can go lift weights. I can go play basketball. I have peace of mind. I can go take classes from my other teammates. Like all these cool things that you just don't get at other companies. 
I think all of that stuff would be things that I would say like, hell yeah, man, if I wanted to be an employee, a job like that would be pretty damn sweet and I would take advantage. So for me personally, I think that that's what I would look for if I was dating and wanted to do family oriented stuff, you know, or at least give you lots of money. Uh, well because that's the thing if they gave you lots of money then you have to go and do all those things for yourself yeah Yeah. i think the tech companies like we don't have to theorize on what you can do to treat your employees better like the tech companies are for good reason they're ahead of us in many ways right they can afford it though they can afford it they have this campus stuff but let's be honest here right i've been saying this for many years in episodes Mm. we're we're a billion dollar industry as employees, we're not growing that much, right? We're not having a buttload of people that goes in the industry every year, right? So there is growth. Obviously, there are more and more game developers every year, but not to the exponential amount of money we're making every year. Like we're a record-breaking industry every year. We're making billions and billions of dollars, and that's something we tout and we're so proud of. But we are completely if you look at the game industry uh what do you call it the um game career guide or whatever where they come up with that salary (laughs) salary average we're barely like raising the roof well you got to be careful of where we breaks down you know what i mean right like we made three billion dollars last year says the executive committee and they want all the people underneath to feel part of that and get your free glass of like champagne and your little bag of like you know character plush and Mm t-shirts and go home while we go and spend money on lamborghinis yachts vacations 401k and prepare our golden parachutes for when we inevitably leave the company and get like a 25 million dollar payout you know what i mean of course (laughs) yeah so there's a there's a huge uh despair there's a discrepancy discrepancy despair what you got desperate there's i think actually disparity is what you want to use yeah disparity between employees and employers right in terms of salaries and how much we actually uh and time we give in to 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 pump this very billion dollar industry right um and there's a, that's a problem, right? Like the tech industry itself, there's two ways that I've seen them done it, right? Well, I mean, what we could do now, if we're going to keep the salary at the same, then give give the employees the, the option to work from home. Like that alone will solve all my issues <laughs> or most of the issues, right? Peace of mind, working from home. Take if, if commuting is a problem, which is most of the problem, right? We're talking about San Francisco. We're talking about LA, right? These are the two major uh, places of game companies. And everybody is commuting over an hour's length. San Francisco is impossible now to own a house, right? You can do it, but you're a sucker, right? <laughs> if you do do it. And, uh, you know, LA is even worse. You know, I live in OC and commuting to LA is just as crazy. It's just, you know, even Elon Musk is trying to figure it out. And um, being able to work from home or having that option since. You know, we're not in meetings all the time. Why Why can't that be an option for, for the tech world, right? We we spend our, most of our time on the computer, and the only time we actually take our headphones off to talk to someone is to kill the time or distract ourselves from, like, the long eight hours that we had to spend doing this. And, and you know, apart... We're, we're talking about relationship, right? That it 
for every company I've been at, the relationship does bleed in, of course, into my work and my work does bleed into my relationship. And a lot of that has to do with me being at work all the time or thinking about work all the time. Yeah. And it's yeah. very damaging, right? Because when you look back and you see this all the time, what do old people complain about? They don't talk about, you know, how much work they miss doing we talk about the life that they give up right and i think about it all the time because like yeah it's silly that this podcast is dedicated to how much time we waste about work related stuff and i can i feel like i trace that to mostly being at work (laughs) because you know, if we're if the problem is this, if the problem is like the major companies are are, are in remote places that are uh, 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 in places that are super expensive to afford a house or super far from a convenient place that is affordable, then why are we still making people drive there, and we're only um, limited to that certain crop of people, right? By opening up the net which we do have to allow people to work from home on, 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 on stuff that we can do from home. That uh-huh. it really does help the situation because the tech companies are already doing this, right? Yeah. We're talking about two, two, two ways to operate. One way is to like give them the, all the affordances that they can even think of. We're talking about nap rooms, the subsidies with food, lunch, dinner, breakfast. We pay for all that shit. Or, um, movie theater right enjoy your time hey you need to do something uh go ahead and go do it right no problem come back uh, it's basically this is your uh, uh sanctuary when you come to work right everything is going to be super sexy super handy right so there's not going to be any problems at home yeah bring your family you want to bring your family here babysit this and that that's one way of doing it the other way is netflix right netflix is notorious not having any of that campus fluff, right? They're all about work, but they pay the most out of everybody. They, they pay two to three times your your salary from other tech companies, right? And they just, what, surpass Disney in worth <laughs> in the stock market? And they're just Netflix, right? Yeah, that Disney that owns Marvel, Lucas, theme parks, they do everything. All the merchandise. All the merchandise. And they're below a Netflix company, right? And so they put all that money and say, hey, we don't care about the pool table. We don't care about the ping pongs, right? You come to work to work, but you can also work from home, right? That's, you know, you can work from home as well, but we pay you three times a salary. Hey, unlimited vacation. They started that whole trend, right? Unlimited vacation. We don't ask about it. We don't keep record of it. You need to take time off, take time off. So that's two opposite ways of doing things, but that all lends to the same thing. It's your work life harmony, right? Yeah. Being able to, um, there's no line, right? It's very blurred between when you want to work and when do you want to have family time, which well, is good. awesome. But we, I, we're nowhere close to that. Because we are still in this weird non-union, and we had we had an episode with unions, right? I'm yeah, not saying yeah. unions or non-unions are, are bad or worse or whatever. I'm just saying there's just no, we don't. I don't feel like we have a voice right now with yeah. the employers. Like um, they make a ton of money, but there's no. T- 
team here within everybody in the game industry, right? Every company is pretty separate. We got your forums for, for outputting art. You got your uh, journalists kind of reporting on games. You got your streamers uh, benefiting from all the games. And then you got your game developers who are just head down uh, working on the game, you know, for their next paycheck and to survive. And you got the students kind of coming in, you know, super excited and stuff. Everybody's like their own separate group. There's no harmony with everybody kind of towards this awesome ministry that should be celebrated. Um, not as much as like all these other tech companies that seems to be together somehow that like actually work together. I mean, when Netflix dropped that ball to like, hey, we believe in unlimited vacation. We believe in uh, the 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 new mothers having like mm-hmm. a year, a year half off without being threatened. Still getting paid the whole time. Yeah, they're getting paid the whole time, <laughs> and not just the mothers, right? The 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 fathers too need to be there with their newborn six months to a yeah. year, paid time off and stuff. They started that trend, and then everybody responded right um, under pressure because Silicon talent. Valley, yeah, the talent is not going to go from that to google where they have none of that right if you want the best you have to treat them like the best and so the whole tech company has similar policies now the game industry doesn't have that in any way right the closest that we had was the uh ea um crunch wife what was it though the wife crunch uh, story yeah yeah, yeah. The that was the last biggest wives thing of I've, EA, wives of like ea that. that was the biggest movement EA Wives, actually, I think is what it was called. 15 years ago. We haven't had that type of response since, which is insane because it's not. That's proof. That's proof that collective bargaining works, right? Because those weren't even the employees. Some were, but it was under the moniker of EA Wives, as in we are tied to the people who are going through this. We're not them themselves speaking up. So it was people more or less who were the wives or the spouses or the, and this is, I'm generalizing here, but basically what I'm saying is the understanding is the wives of the game developers came together to defend us. Mm-hmm. And then we won. I don't know how from that moment on the game industry didn't realize like the developers didn't realize like, man, there is power in us being unified. Yeah. Uh, that that should have started it right there, in my opinion. That's 15 years ago, and I would say we are a new generation of developers, right? Because, yep. you know, our lifespan as developers are really short. So we're a new crop, and our wives aren't stepping up. That's what I got to say. It's, it's <laughs> like I've been crunching, but my wife ain't organizing. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I haven't seen her send one letter. It's just one letter. Not one letter. Yeah, uh, man. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like but we you haven't did, had you, anything. You did say something though that actually is stinging me right now is the fact that like if you look at the average lifespan of a game developer of five years, as we've come to know when we were coming through college, it was like there's like a five year noticeable turnaround before people really make it, and then even then, ten years is a huge milestone. Fifteen years is like forget about it. You're right. Um, the drop off is just like insane. Yes. From each five year chunk. That is a huge thing to say that like, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, that's two sets of average developers who have came and went. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so. And to tie back, right. And before you finishing your point, right. I'm I'm pretty much done. Yeah. Like, um, 
as a family man, right? This kind of ties back where my dedicated time is to work and family, right? Personal development takes a backseat sometimes, right? I have my ups and downs with that. If I'm not working on my own stuff, you know, I'm not improving. And if you're looking at like all the talent coming in, you know, they're constantly having that time to themselves. You know, they're getting better and better. Competition's getting higher and higher. And you're just getting older and older and more expensive, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously that 10, 15 years is still in play. Like nothing has changed. I can see myself being fastly irrelevant if I don't keep up or I don't have anything to add or I don't have anything to leap off from where I'm not, um, where I, if I'm constantly relying on, uh, people to support me right basically an employer uh for the same skill set that you know cheaper alternatives can be if you don't value experience right vastly irrelevant and so all these problems kind of get rewashed and maybe that is designed and purpose right maybe that the employers that's the best case scenario right they get new talent that are cheaper that is just cranking out new games right but this last lack of I'm not talking about game unions, right? I'm just just in harmony, right? With between game developers, is it's gonna kill us, man. It's gonna really kill us. Like a 15 year career is not a career at all. It's just what am I gonna do, right? So what are you gonna do when you 15 years down the line? Where and it has to do a lot with real life stuff, right? Mm-hmm. From the start of from the end of college into 10, 15 years, you're probably gonna get married, have kids. Real life stuff happens. You're not going to be able to keep it up, right? And if you don't have that something in place that, like, from the veterans especially. So this is us, right? This is me and you, Larry. Like, we don't if we don't pave the way for the future of our game developers, um, it's it's just going to be the same shit that happens, right? The the wives of EA that generation did their job. We just took the torch and went nowhere with it. <laughs> Yeah, and that's crazy, cr- dude. We're, we're having the happening. same. We heard that problem before we went into the industry, and we did nothing with that. Which is, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty ashamed. Well, man. Like our generation haven't done anything for the game industry besides kind of gawk at the next VR gear, right? We haven't really you know, done anything for the game developers. I blame the fact that I don't have a wife. To be honest. I- like i can't contribute my wives of ea letter will never be written (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) you know i yeah i know i know what you're saying man and it's looking at where we are in life 2018 how divisive the country is how divisive i feel like developers versus consumers are and then if you even just look at consumers or fans and how they treat each other i was it's it almost feels like a lost cause because there's so much there's so much agony in trying to do anything public these days because of people who had nothing to do with it how eager they are to tear it down mm. you know overcoming that as the first step to like okay let's get this thing going the first thing that's going to happen is opposition of it's not going to work it won't work you won't do it here's why you won't do it and here's why I'm not going to help you even though I know it's good because I know you have to overcome all these things. And because you're just starting, that means that a lot of the work to overcome those things is going to land on me and I'm not willing to do it. I'd rather accept status quo because that is less work than changing it. Mm. You know what I mean? And that is, that's a tough one for me to acknowledge that I see that in a lot of people, but yeah, you, if, 
Okay. No, but yeah, I mean the pattern is disappointing but because the veteran guys, yeah, the the veterans who are either eaten up and spit spit out or, or fed up, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, move on, and they don't really come back to to fight or warn the future generation, right? I mean, the mm-hmm. podcast is a way for us that we're we're combating it. Um, I I wish that more veterans would. Would help with this cause because it is an industry we all fell in love with obviously that we would like to make it better mm-hmm. but i'm at a point where i'm seeing more of my friends leave for facebook and google and which is fine which is great because they're yeah. getting paid way better yeah. and their uh their job is a lot easier but there's always that thing where you know they're not having as much fun uh you know the challenge is isn't the same right um, but it's the, it's the route that most, most, more and more people I'm seeing is, is, is doing right. Which is a good option, but it really hurts our industry as a whole because what, you know, the game guys again, aren't figuring how to evolve this industry themselves and are, uh, are relying on others. And maybe it is the answer relying on others to to figure out this problem for us the same way that you know we were in that triple a um downfall where all the triple a industries uh triple a games during the ps3 era was closing right and it wasn't until the iphone came out where it kind of reinvigorated this indie scene that again you know helped steam out right mm. that, that that was a start of, of this whole indie development scene. And it was because of Apple, right? It wasn't because of freaking PlayStation. It wasn't because, you know, maybe Xbox Arcade helped, but I think it was Apple that ignited the Xbox Arcade, right? If I were to trace that back. And I feel like that's been, what, 10 years? And we are in that weird lull again where, you know, VR was might be our answer but you know it might be ar like you mentioned before but even now like news are saying like vr ar is not as profitable but there's a lot of theories to that too right and now we're kind of going the round table there's a lot of theories because 2017 was a weird year because um it was just too much hype too fast from what i'm reading and the theory is because you know, you're introducing the super sexy high-end VR stuff, but to the regular consumer, what they're saying is like, you got to buy a high-end PAC. You see all these wires. The setup is like way more complicated. And it isn't now, I think 2018, where you're starting to see the HTC uh, Focus, the mm-hmm. Oculus Go, where it's like, hey, buy this one thing and then you're good. You're to done. Go. You're done. Yeah. You're, no phone hookup, no nothing. So, I mean, it's finally correcting itself. But again, we're look. That's outside of the industry again. And is this is a constant problem that outside of the industry would have to solve because we lack the foresight within our industry. And um, maybe that's bad design, man, because we're we're always like creatively challenged. Like we're always sitting there trying to figure out, you know, our next paycheck and we're forcing this triple A dev cycle or else, you know, we're out of work type of thing. And we're always looking for the next job so our family doesn't die or we're relocating that we're too busy (laughs) with that stuff because i'm not seeing any of our dead friends coming back and be like hey man i'm sick of this let's get together let's do something but like this vr thing is gonna probably maybe go back up and then 
five years again, we're going to have the same exact issue because we're not solving it. Right. We're, we're, we're having outside people come in and kind of reap, uh, reap in the benefits and then they they leave. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of just do their own thing. It's, It's kind of tiring, man. Like I'm to keep seeing this happening because you know, everything that I do tie it back is for my wife and my kids. Right. And it's hard to really focus on my job. If my job is just keep kicking my ass, <laughs> keeping you from your wife and kids, keeping my wife. Yeah. Keeping me from my wife and kids. It, like Jeff Bezos says, man, it, it, it's all connected. Uh, well, we may not solve it on this podcast, but it's definitely a B arc that you're going to hear come up again and again and again, as we continue to have narrative and we continue to try to identify some critical points. So hell game dev unchained podcast got to keep rolling, man. Yeah. We're going to keep bringing on people. We're going to help figure this out with you guys. And, uh, thank you. Thank you. Pass the torch to the next set of lives. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. When when Larry and I go to Google or something, <laughs> no, we'll figure this out. We'll figure this. I'm determined, man. This is this is gonna be my mark. Well, uh, I guess that's it for me tonight. Shit. Good night. This is Brandon Fam. See you guys next week. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to stay in touch or continue to follow our developments, then you need to go to facebook.com forward slash game dev unchained and drop a like and stay in touch. You can also get the direct feed for this podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash game dev unchained.